Katie Anatopoulos is an editor at BuzzFeed. She writes about the internet. And about six months ago, she decided that she kind of didn't like who she'd become online. Specifically, she felt like she was turning into kind of a bro. To test this, she plugged her Twitter feed into a bunch of tools that will quantify your behavior. I looked at one that tells you what percent of people you are retweeting gender-wise. I had been apparently only retweeting men, you know, within my last, like, 20 retweets or something. The top 10 people that I interacted with were 90% male, which was like, oh, God, that sucks. My Twitter life is not even within shouting distance of close to how I deal with gender in my real life. Katie's solution to this was pretty simple. Unfollow the men in her feed. All of them. There were rules. Transgendered people who identified as women could stay. Transgendered people who identified as men had to go. A person who identified as a genderqueer horse was given a pass because they didn't identify as a man. And in the cases where you just really couldn't say, like a genderless pseudonym, Katie trusted her gut. It usually worked. There was one case where... I unfollowed someone who I thought was a man, and just recently they were like, hey, how come you unfollowed me? I was like, sorry, you know, I unfollowed all men. They were like, but I'm, I'm not a man. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm really sorry. Oh, we followed. Oh, my God. And I, I mean, that was my bad. All right. So obviously there is a deep silliness to this experiment. It takes these complicated, possibly unsolvable problems of gender and diversity Problems that very smart people debate in colleges and conferences. And it pretends that these problems can just be solved with playground logic. We talk about wanting diversity, but it would be insane and illegal to go into your office, fire every single man, and replace him with a woman. But on the internet, on Twitter, with the stakes so low, here is this ridiculous but concrete solution. For one person, at least, a very loud chorus of male voices was replaced with a chorus of female voices. One downside, though, is that Katie's a reporter, and she just cut herself off from half of her sources and colleagues. When, like, Facebook bought WhatsApp, and I, like, didn't know about it for, like, two hours or something, that's when I kind of was like, ah, that's actually probably something I should have known. But that's also something that apparently women did not care about. Right. I mean, (laughs) okay, that is actually the other thing that I think is interesting about this is, like, we were trying to decide recently if we should do a story about the OkCupid experiment. Mm -hmm. And we threw the question out to Twitter, and we got, you know, 10 or 15 answers, but every response was a dude. I don't know what it was, but I do know that our internal sense of, is this newsworthy, was affected by that. And if we had unfollowed a bunch of men, a bunch of men would have unfollowed us. And if we'd asked that question, our sense of whether it was interesting would have been different. I want to, as much as possible, avoid, you know, men tweet like this and then women tweet like this. I'm imagining, like, saying that and being, like, Paula Poundstone and, like, I'm doing some exaggerated motions or something. (laughs) I mean, I think the thing about the unfollowing men and male opinions is that if there is a thing that's sort of systemic, it's that men think that their opinions are more important and need to be heard more, which Twitter is, like, the perfect place because you just broadcast your opinions all day long. And so I would almost imagine that, like, Yeah, sure. Men think that their opinions on what should be on your show are more valuable. And I think that that's a lot of the times what happens with some of the news stuff. It's not that women aren't interested in the purchase of WhatsApp. In fact, I think they probably very much are. The difference is they maybe don't feel that they need to weigh in on that as much. And do you think that's pretty much true? Obviously, like when you say on Twitter, that's the Twitter that you're on. The world I pay attention to is like media tech, whatever. And definitely, at least in those two worlds, 
there are like wayer inners on and they yeah. tend to be male and it's not everybody but there's a handful of them and even if you ignore them you have to see everybody's responses to them yeah. because they're in everything all yeah. the time but it is true i mean everyone's twitter is different whatever twitter is is really just who you're following when i was following like a probably a lot of the same people that you do you know that's one corner and that's one weird hell world there's right next door a totally different hell world that is like veterinary science Twitter. Um, and there's probably jerks and lurkers and all the terrible things in the veterinary science Twitter as well. But it's amazing how much you can just be like, okay, well, half of that gone. And then when colleagues and stuff would be like, oh, like everyone's talking about this thing on Twitter. I'm like, no, that's what you think. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's you, that's man Twitter. Because over here on woman Twitter, nobody's talking about that. I have not heard a peep about that. Okay. So here's where things go from interesting online one-person sociological experiment to something way, way weirder. A couple weeks ago, Katie announced phase two of her project. In a piece titled Why I Created the Unfollow a Man Movement, Katie announced that July 27th was now a holiday. Unfollow a Man Day. She encouraged everybody to find one man and stop listening to him. Thousands of people responded, a lot of them in on the joke, a lot of them profoundly not in on the joke. The piece sort of split the difference between BuzzFeed article and manifesto, which meant that it included five numbered steps for how to unfollow a man on Twitter, you know, beyond just pressing the unfollow button. Cable News picked up the story and reported these steps with startling earnestness. Okay, the third one, um, it says, use judgment when determining who's a man. Online, the men's rights activist community freaked out. Actually, they're still freaking out. There have been hundreds of Reddit comments explaining how unfollow a man is straightforward fascism, how an internet writer deciding to unfollow people based on gender is exactly the kind of thing George Orwell had in mind back when he wrote 1984. They are very mad about this because they're like, I cannot believe how sexist and awful this is. But then, like, occasionally someone will pop up and be like, I think it's actually a joke. And they're like, no, definitely not a joke. And it's like they're very confused. and They don't know how to take it. Katie clearly is gleeful about this. But as an outsider, it's weird to watch. On Twitter, for instance, I watched as a guy promised to use his elbow to turn Katie's face into a pile of red mush. For some people, say maybe some reporters, who initially thought unfollow a man was kind of sexist or at least just irredeemably dumb, the ugly reaction to the joke has retroactively justified it. Do you think that there were people who, who were like, yeah, ha ha ha, I'm doing this, it's a little jokey, but also, yeah, like there's this specific guy and I'm tired of seeing him in my feed and this is a way to get rid of him without, you know, committing the minor social faux pas of unfollowing somebody. Definitely. I can tell you, without naming names, but uh, encouraging extreme male anxiety, there was an email chain uh, among women going around my office where we all determined that this one particular male journalist, we were all sick of this guy. And a lot of people were like, oh, my God, like, I can't. He was your unfollow, too. He was my unfollow. <laughs> and it turned out a bunch of these people had all unfollowed this one guy. They're like, that guy is actually the worst. And I don't know why I've been following him for so long, because he drives me nuts. And that's sort of what it's about. I mean, like, men are invited to also participate in Unfollow Amanda. It's not just for women. It's more about, like, removing that one person who, like, you sort of forgot that you had the choice to unfollow. If you spend most of your waking day online, you end up seeing the same faces. And the jerks you learn to deal with online feel as permanent as the jerks in your building or the jerks at your job. The difference is that online there's an unfollow button, which I think is kind of the point of unfollow man day. It's worth remembering that, whether you're a woman or a man or a genderqueer horse. 
TLDR is produced by me, PJ Vote, with Alex Goldman. Our executive producer is Kat Rogers, and our engineer is Jen Munson. Our intern is Ethan Cheel. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like the show and you want to help us, an easy thing you can do is to review us on iTunes. You don't have to use iTunes, you don't have to use Apple's podcast app, but the reviews actually really help people find the show. It's weird. This is the world we live in. You can find more TLDR at tldr.onthemedia.org. We tweet at TLDR, and we are TLDR. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.